Tree Hotel. Adam Johnson here. Pat Cook back in the Strike and Spare Family Fund Centers back in Nashville. And we're joined by Tennessee Tech coach John Pelfrey. Hello, John. How you doing, man? Doing great. Put that up just a little bit. There you go. Uh... What a year. This, you know, and you look at this, you're coming in as the two seed, Moorhead State the one seed. You went into the last game of the year, four teams tied for second. This thing's wide open. It was a very competitive league. I think yeah. uh, college basketball is. You don't really see a lot of separation. Um, Alabama's done a pretty good job of that, maybe a few other teams, but uh, the playing field is leveled. Uh, NIL, uh, the transfer portal, um, you know, you don't have to go to a tradition-rich school. It's got a Hall of Fame coach that, you know, used to play only their games on national TV to have success, and uh, it's trickled down to our league as well. So um, super, super competitive. I think it's been really exciting for the fans. It's, I know our players really enjoy it, really good really good coaching in our league. So uh, it has been an exciting year, and um, <clears throat> I think I think you're right. There's a number of guys uh, that think they can, can win this tournament. You know, and you talk about the transfer portal, obviously your team, but just the way it is, I'm the play-by-play announcer at TSU. So I've seen Junior Clay all year, four-year all-conference at Tennessee Tech. Mark Freeman was at TSU, player of the year at Moorhead State, and Jalen Seabury from Moorhead State starring for you. That, it's it's crazy. Well, it, and uh, it's working. Yeah. It's working for those young men, and obviously some schools are benefiting from it. So – uh, and at the end of the day, you know, there's, you can debate these things, but it's when it's into law, when it's into action, when it's part of the policies and procedures you work with, uh, it's it's about getting to down to business. And uh, so, yeah, we've benefited from it. With you know, specifically, you mentioned Jalen, and uh, he had a wonderful year. He's he's a really good player. I think he's still got room to grow, but uh, you will be hard f- pressed to find a better young man. Out of Hopkinsville, Kentucky, by the way. We're fellow Kentuckians. Uh, we'll get to that a, a little bit later. Um, there's one I want to ask about Deontay Wood. Obviously, that spill and just him lying on that court and just how your team reacted. Obviously, the, and it was sort of on the, the heels of the DeMar Hamlin, you know, the thing mm-hmm. we saw with the Bills player and, and everything. And, and he was released thankfully, early that next morning from a Nashville hospital and understand he's doing fine. So certainly that was a scary moment for you. And, and, and of course, the game ended prematurely. Uh, that just was a whole night. But the most important thing is him. He is doing well. Uh, he is progressing. He's finally in concussion protocol, I meaning he's had to go through certain stages, work out this amount of time with the basketball, with, with our team. So he's progressing. We'll see where that ends up. Uh, but like you said, he's uh, he's back in class. He's He's upright. He's able to come and join us and be around us, and uh, what a blessing. It was a super scary moment. Um, it got very, very traumatic because of the length of the time that he was laying there, and uh, it really affected everybody. Yeah, and, and your team, you, you saw that uh, with it as well. When, you, uh, when you're mixing new pieces like that, it takes a little while. How did, how did that work? Because, you know, your team obviously got stronger as the season went along. Yeah, you know, I don't um, – I've really enjoyed it. Um, we, we, we had a lot going on about this time a year ago. You know, and it had a 100 days of trying to put our team together, and that's kind of the way you do things now. It's all about the spring, and it's, a, it's kind of a sprint. Uh, you skip the dating phase and go right to marriage <laughs> with, with, with these guys and identifying this, that, and the other, and, and then make some decisions. But with regards to the summer, um, I thought immediately uh, after, the, after the first few weeks there that we're different. Uh, I thought we were better basketball players. I thought we had guys that really identified with the head coach. And then, obviously, from a shooting standpoint, uh, we were able to really address that. And, 
you know, as a coach, when you recruit a guy and he turns out to be who you think he is, it feels really good. And um, I, w I felt like this team was different, and it feels really good for those guys to prove me correct. But you still – there's the, the combination of – because the transfer portal, sometimes there's – you know, it's almost like what, musical chairs. that People go in, there's not enough seats coming out. I think people are going to start realizing that. And also the impact of that extra year – has had on high school recruiting. Now, you've got some locals. I know Grant Slatton, his dad. I've mm -hmm. known him, Bruce, forever, uh, and high, a basketball guy, and, and a few of the others, kid out of Clay County. You know, you've got a core, but you've got to have a little bit of balance, don't you, who you bring in and, and who you want to bring up. Well, I think at our level, we're able to do it all. I think yeah. um, be, you're exactly right, the high school guy, because more so because of COVID. Um, these guys are staying in the pipeline a little bit longer. There's, a, there's more graduate transfers right now because everybody um, has uh, the extra COVID year. You know, we've got a young man on our team that's going to graduate. He still have two years left. So it's gonna, we're still not cycled through this. So it does affect the high school guy. We're very fortunate uh, with, with, with Grant Strong, with Jerome Bad, having two young guys like in our program. We really look at Grant Slatton, mm -hmm. even though he went to Ole Miss for a year, in, in the same way. Um, so we're going to continue to look at that uh, and evaluate kind of everything. You know, junior college is a place now, too, where there's a lot of really good players. And junior college used to be a place you went because you'd, you, know, you needed a little more time academically. All these guys in junior college now, the majority of them are qualifiers. So they may have three years coming out of there. So I think at our level, um, you know, there's a lot of different places to go to evaluate to make sure that as assistant coaches you're doing a good job and doing your homework. Tennessee Tech basketball coach John Pelfrey. John, has anybody ever said anything? You've spent so much time around Rick Patino and Billy Donovan that you almost sound like them. You don't sound like you're from Paintsville. Uh, has anybody ever told you that? Well, you know, I, they tease me sometimes. A little bit. They ask me if I'm from the Northeast. I say, I'm from the East. I'm not from the North. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Needless to say, those guys have had a huge impact on my life. Yeah. And obviously, you know, specifically Billy. Coach gave me a basketball career. I, I hadn't played very much when before he got to Kentucky. And um, because of the amount of work that he and the staff put in with us, we got to where we could play a little bit. But, um, you know, being around Billy uh, while I was there, but also as an assistant coach at Marshall and two times at Florida, um, those guys have had just a huge impact on my, on my life and maybe my, my dialect at time. Because <laughs> it's, it's, that's not painful, I'm telling you. That's not <laughs> You've been away uh, uh, with that. You, when you obviously played there, now they have a banner for your team, right? Um, it's not Rupp's Runts. It's, uh, but you, Richie Farmer, uh, Darren, Darren Feldhaus. Sean Woods. And Sean Woods. And, of course, Sean um, – you know, we hit the shot before the shot, yep. right, and everything. But that just that special time, uh, it was because they'd come out of, what, Eddie Sutton, and then Rick comes in, <clears throat> and it, it was Kentucky basketball again. Yeah, it was. Uh, when I went to Kentucky, you know, we had 15 guys on scholarship. We were number one in the country. It was Rex Chapman, Eddie Davender, Rob Locke, Winston Bennett. I mean, we were great. Richard Madison. I mean, it was, it was really a who's who. And um, then all of a sudden probation hit, and – we got down to about seven guys, and so uh, and nobody knew their names, uh, and I was one of them. Um, obviously, with coach coming in and signing Jamal Mashburn, things changed really quickly, and uh, it was so. You went from being Kentucky to you know not being Kentucky, the only losing season in the history of school till you know a year or so ago, to back to being where it was just this tremendous love affair between the fans and the team, and it was. I don't think there's ever been anything like it. Yeah, and it, it, of course, you know, being part of that, 
you know, I would imagine just a hungry fan base like, you know, they're getting hungry again up there, by the way. I don't know. Do you, how much do you keep up with what's going on? Obviously, it's your alma mater, and you played there, and they well, lost we, to we, we lost <laughs> we lost last night, and, and all I care about is we're 10 behind Kansas, so I, I, uh, that's, that's all I worry about is the all-time win record. That's, that's, that's my focus. Uh, and, 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 so, so not at all. And how many behind UCLA? Uh, Kentucky's won eight, and I think UCLA's yeah. won 11. Maybe yep. something like that. Yep. You, know, if you, that you know, maybe in your lifetime, uh, it will be that. John Pelfrey with us. How many times do you get asked about you know what the shot and and because we mentioned Sean Wood hit the bucket that no one remembers because it was the shot before Leitner hit his and you you see it every year when March Madness comes around and you're standing right out there with your hands straight up and you ever replay that because uh, it gets re, it gets replayed for you, doesn't it? Well, I think uh, that's one of the things about athletics. Um, it has the ability to make the mind sticky, and you get in these moments where you've invested everything. It means the world to you. It's 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 front and center. Certainly on a stage like March Madness and Rick Pitino and Koshevsky, Kentucky, Duke, uh, the opportunity to go to Final Four. Yeah, that that. That doesn't leave you. Uh, it takes a lot of therapy to get over it. Uh, I went halfway around the world when I got done playing, and I was in Feral, Spain, uh, for the first time this happened. And Gene Wojcikowski called me and like found me, tracked me down in some little town, and like wanted to start talking about it. And it's been that way ever since. It's been like 30 years. So, um, yeah, I think um, you know you hate for one of your great moments in basketball to, to end like that, but. Um, at the end of the day, it wasn't really about the game. It was about the relationships we have with our coach, about the relationships we had in the locker room, and certainly the relationship we have with our fan base. It's um, I love my alma mater, and it, I could have played there forever. Well, and for Kentucky fans, anybody but Christian Leitner. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was spectacular yeah, that night. Uh-huh. I, mean, he was, I think he was 10 for 10 from the field. He was 10 for yeah. 10 from the free throw line. Um, he was perfect, and I think he had to be to beat us. Tennessee Tech basketball coach John Pelfrey, and we were talking during the break of how much I admire Tennessee Tech. Of course, I do a lot with the OVC. We do Tennessee Tech is now part of our university showcase show on Saturday when you've been part of that over the years. And from from President Oldham, Dr. Oldham, to Mark Wilson, uh, to your Kim Roseman and Allison Clark and Dwayne Alexander, the football coach, and you and everybody, I just – what's going on special at Tennessee Tech? And, and now and, – and Mark didn't even realize it, and I told your SID, Mike uh, Lehman, about it. Uh, the combined seating of the men and the women, you're the only one to have two in the top three. And by far the best combination of seating of anybody in the tournament is Tennessee Tech. Well, Coach Roseman set a great bar for us to, to, yeah. to get to. She's doing a phenomenal job, and my daughter played for her for a couple years as well. So we uh, we love the girls' team, and um, you know, I'm very close to a lot of them. They're, they've spent a lot of time at my house and certainly very appreciative and admire what she's done, and certainly we want to have some of the same success as uh, that she's having. And, you know, and obviously when I sit down with Mark and then eventually uh, Dr. Oldham uh, about what we want to do at Tennessee Tech, and we're here. We're, we're doing some of the things that we talked about. So I couldn't be more thankful for the opportunity they've, they've blessed us with. Um, this is why we got back in the leadership, talking about my family. Um, and I really, really um, identify with my team. I enjoy being around them. I get great energy from them. Um, I needed this group. It, it was 
sometimes when people think things are falling apart, they're really falling in place, and that was really true for me. So I feel certainly blessed uh, to have been around this group, and I don't want it to end for them. Um, this is a great opportunity. Obviously, anytime you can win a conference championship, that, that is big, that is, um, that's lasting. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you want to have a chance to go to the NCAA tournament, you got to you, you, having one of these two seeds gives you the best position. It doesn't guarantee you anything, but it puts you in a position. And that's what you want to do uh, on a repetitive basis, just give yourself a chance. Is your team playing its best basketball right now, you think, or close to it? You know, I, I, I don't know if we're playing our best. I still think we have room for growth, especially at our five spot. It's kind of – we've been banged up and in and out and – you know, we talked about that with Deontay, so we kind of still have to wait and see. The one thing that I admire about my team, and I, I really respect them, they don't do stuff that makes you scratch your head. They play the game of basketball for the most part the right way. We're not perfect. Um, but we went, when Deontay got knocked out three weeks ago, uh, the next game Eric Oliver went down. And then we had two guys go out with COVID. Before you knew it, we're heading into the last three games of the year minus four guys at play. So when it got really, really hard for us, and our leader, Deontay's our, the heart and soul of our basketball team. He wasn't available. Couldn't even get to practice because the lights and stuff bothered him. When it got super hard, those guys won three of the last four. I I respect that. I think in life, you know, toughness is something that uh, you got to have. Yeah, talent's important. Working hard is important. Um, but there's just something innate about it. Uh, mental toughness, you just staying with it a little bit longer, gives yourself a chance, and, and that's life and that's athletics. Well, tomorrow night, uh, the two seed, you'll be sitting around, what are you playing the late game, right? We're playing at midnight. Mid <laughs> <laughs> uh, at 9.30, right? I mean, but it is on ESPNU National TV. You know how that works. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Good luck tomorrow night. Thanks for having me. All right, John Pelfrey, the Tennessee Tech uh, basketball coach. Uh, coming up in about, uh, oh, 15, 20 minutes,